148. All during that long cold, the people gave careful thought to every action before they decided and after it was done. For even as the manner of the people had changed from living only in their central place to living among mountains, even as this and that required modification, even so did they now understand that they devised among them a new pattern for a new land. The memory of deep dark places in the earth and of the crushing nature of rock on rock was so clear to them that many chose a colder bed under an open sky. Others among the people remembered the woven round dwellings they had first understood as some gathering of the great beasts. Some of the people began the weaving of more and more pliant saplings, more and more reeds and small branches until it was known among them which weavings held against wind, which weavings modified the direction of rain, leaving a drier, warmer place within. Yet the fire built to warm the people was still built within the deep dark places or within the sight of stars until someone among them remembered ashes on the floor and it seemed to him that these ashes held the possibility of warmth away from wind and rain, warmth away also from the possibility of crushing rock. And, what with one thing and another, this one designed a small fire circle within his woven round dwelling and a manner of releasing smoke from the net in which woven branches held it. And so it came to be at this time that some among the people chose woven dwellings for the fewer in number, and some chose the deep dark places for their bed, and it seemed to them that this was different in no way from the two ways life they had chosen before, with some of the people living along the sand at the edge of ocean, and others here and there among the mountains. And so it was that certain of the tasks, so common to the long cult, were given to dwellers in the deep dark places, and others to those choosing woven round shelters. Those within the deep dark places had special responsibility for keeping all but some of the sustenance carefully dried to last till earth warmed again. And those within the woven shelters had special responsibility for the finding of wood and the occasional sustenance which can be found even when snow lies deep on the ground. And when all was arranged, each tried strip cut from under the fur of great shaggies and small four-footeds, each dried herb and root and berry, when each of these was carefully laid away, protected from rain and even damp, protected from other peoples, the four and many-legged, when each fur was trimmed and softened toward greater comfort, clothing made and wrapping robes folded so as to deter no foot, when wood was stored and future wood located, then did the people bring each of them wood and kindling to a great central fire. Then did the people join each and every one that same central fire. Then did the people sing their gratitude for earth who provided 
provides the possibility of food and shelter for the ambient air around us from which pour the waters, rivers, streams, and oceans, for the great shaggies who are patient with their our intrusion and giving of themselves, for all of these possibilities, for the probability of tomorrow, the people saying their gratitude, their thoughts turning to a great panoply of change, from trembling rock to walk to rock washed by ocean, from the great dry place to more damp than pleased anyone at all, from slender stores to racks bent under the shape of enough, and from this much singing the people slowly grew tired, one and another began a quiet song of all they had learned, of ancient wisdom and her purposeful walking, of daughter of wisdom and her patient footsteps, of he who stood forward and the two strong men, of all they had seen and heard during one great walk, and in the song that all the people sang, at last they reminded one another, let us remember, let us remember, let us remember the nature of earth being what it was. Many of the people understood from the thickness of the great shaggy fur the probable long colt to follow. Nor was the understanding different from the reality which followed. For I tell you now the cold was indeed great. The protection of rock walls, catching the nature of sun, visible more and more briefly to the south, was greatly valued. Valued also was the protection afforded by these same rock walls against the many great winds descending from the colder north. Storms washed in from the ocean also, and these brought snow but less cold. So it was the people found their careful preparations were in no way irrelevant to circumstances. During the storms, bringing the most snow, those of the people living in woven round dwellings found the possibility of crushing rock walls less meaningful than the reality of tumbling, drifting snow, for the great white mounds in this land rivaled the woven round dwellings themselves, many disappearing beneath too many individual flakes. Yet as each storm would pass, these, those now dedicated to a clear sky overhead would return, moving gathered snow from one place to another to re-enter their rounded dwellings, protected in part by the drifted snow, and the great cold continued. As it continued, the sustenance carefully provided gave the people increasing strength. Neither was there any lack of fuel or fur or many things to eat, and as snow caught in a skin container and warmed near the fire quickly melts, there was no need to find a careful path between shelter and stream. And the people who had learned to live with little and less, who had learned to walk even almost while they also slept, these people learned the meaning of enough and of comfort, which had seemed improbable in a land of so much snow. And the people sang their new songs, telling each other of yesterday, wondering sometimes about tomorrow, valuing today until one and another saw the value of the living together and of counseling every voice where every voice was heard. 
and of designs crafted in air, of possibilities previously unseen. The people saw that this was good, and there arose in every heart a new and stronger purpose. Let us preserve, they told one another, not only the nature of our path, but also the nature of the coming together, the talking one to another, the designs in air that we have learned to follow. Let us preserve all this so that not again shall the children's children's children walk unaided through a strange and new land. For we have seen, they continued, how it is that much counseling together of every voice can lead to wisdom, and how the patterns perceived by this one and that can weave a new way through difficult circumstance, and how the people can survive the apparent unsurvivable with these two strong legs to stand on so let us now they said at last remember the nature of this path so clearly that the children's children's children cannot fail to see it in the manner of our walk and the nature of our speech let them learn from us what we have so painfully learned from one another and Daughter of Wisdom heard them, and those who noticed such things saw her smile and understood it. For I tell you now that never since that day have the children's children's children failed to learn these great lessons, so that even if some learn it more slowly than others, this way has been preserved, even as you learn it from me now." Even as you hear these words from me, so let your children's children hear such words from you, so that even as the earth should shake and the sky drop down stones and the ocean rise to meet mountains, even should such things occur as had never seen, been seen before, even then will the children's children's children carry with them a flame brighter than fire, and an understanding more secure than any circumstance. Even then will they know to walk from one life to another, sure that somewhere among them lie the possibilities of a long rope bridge across improbable changes, securing what was to what will be, assuring the survival of the people. Let it be so.'